0: Save ass. That's actually the motto of pride.
1: (laughs) Save ass. Save ass.
0: Hashtag save ass. Hashtag save ass.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hi everyone, I'm Sid Charisse.
0: And I'm David Bosher.
1: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast.
0: Where we teach you to salon differently. Listen, selling retail is only worth it if you're making money. The truth is, stocking shelves and carrying one or two brands is just not cutting it anymore. Besides, the commission payout sucks. We have partnered with Salon Interactive to take away the stress of retailing, while still putting money back into the pockets of hairdressers. Salon Interactive is a free online marketplace where you can choose to sell whatever brands you love to your clients and followers. The best part is that you will make a large commission with no overhead. Visit saloninteractive.com dth to get started for free today. Let us introduce you to one of our favorite product companies, Reverie. Reverie is hair care for all humans, no matter your hair type. Their clean and innovative formulas nurture the integrity of your hair for unrivaled results. Reverie is made intentionally in California. Their mindfully sourced vegan ingredients and environmentally friendly packaging showcases their commitment to creating alchemy in a bottle. Reverie was created in 2011 by Garrett Markinson and continues to be a family-owned and operated business to this day. Tap the link in the episode description to get connected with our friends over at Reverie.
1: Happy Pride Month, David.
0: Happy Pride Month. I don't really celebrate Pride Month, do you?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm old, so if the parade goes by, I'm like, hey, but for the most part, no. (laughs)
0: not I'm to tired,
1: and I'm married, and, you know, when I was younger and single, I was, like, <laughs> trying to meet all the ladies out at Pride, but that's not <laughs> how it works anymore. So, we do have friends coming to town for Chicago Pride that are single, so, like, I'm trying to mentally get my, like, body and mind prepared to have a weekend like that, so Astrid and I can be their wing women, I guess. So, wing women. Wing women. <laughs> I'm not, like, a
0: Pride person. I never I never really have been. I think it's a lot of pressure for some people. I feel, if, if you have social anxiety, pride is not the event.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm gay all year. It's pride all year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like pride's more about, you know, awareness for mm-hmm. people that are not part of the, the queer community, but I think my first pride parade I was ever in, not to bring the story down, but actually said you went with me to, I had a friend who passed away? Who was killed in the Pulse shooting? Mm-hmm. And that was the first Pride print I'd ever been in, and it felt really good because there was like a reason for it for me. But other other than those important things, and also remembering Stonewall and understanding mm-hmm. where this all came from, it's kind of turned into like straight girls gone wild with glitter <laughs> and rainbows. You know what I mean?
1: Bachelorette party. All month long.
0: Yeah, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's... For any straight woman out there that do Pride, I appreciate it, but... um, We love allies. We love the allies, but... The alleys. The alleys. (laughs) 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 But I do think there's a little, like... It's kind of like a little too much party for me. I don't know. It's not my thing, but I do celebrate and like... Like, my brother messaged me and was like... This brand Noble has like a Pride Month thing for their shoes and their clothes, and it's really cool. And my brother messaged me and was like, If I buy this, is it like tacky? Is it like, or is it like in support of you? Or does it come off too woke? And I was, just, I kind of laughed because I think that's an important question. There's effort. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, No, it's, I appreciate it. I, th- I think um,
1: I'm gonna cry about it. He's like uh, proud, he's so like proud of his brother, and the shoes are like just splattered rainbow paint. So I can see cool. Dustin wearing them and like being like, "Can we proud talk about the
0: rainbow? Can we oh, talk yeah. about the rainbow for a minute?
1: Rainbow washing. Let's definitely talk. We've talked about it before on the episode, but for people that haven't really gone past this year or new number,
0: well, number one, the pride flag is, in my opinion, the ugliest flag around. I think that the, the <laughs> rainbow is just so tacky. Like what can you wear with rainbow? Nothing.
1: It isn't meant for pride.
0: Like that is it. Like you yeah. cannot wear it with anything without it being a rainbow. I don't know. I'm just I I'm, we need a new flag.
1: So to this month for I think there's um with the flags, there's so many flags for all the different letters of our The alphabet. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something important to share. And so we'll be sharing that on our Instagram this month around education of the flags, because you'll also see other flags. And I think a lot of people know the overarching flag of the queer community. And then the transgender flag yeah. has obviously been presented a lot lately. At least the
0: transgender flag is cute. It's so cute. Love the colors. <laughs> but love the scheme. Each, like,
1: I love the lesbian flag. It is cute. The gay flag is really cute. Like even the bisexual flag is really cute. So when you break them down, like you're like each individual party's little group within our overarching community is is really cute. And I can see someone was like, "Well, we got to make one for everyone." <laughs> it's the just flag so, like, is just—it's
0: a little busy. It's a
1: little busy. It's a little busy. So I like. There's to a lot wear, going on. I like to wear my little lesbian button when I go out. You know, but
0: I. I wish I had more pride, but I just don't have it.
1: You're Pisces. You're just like you're an old grandpa. Yeah, I'm an like, old I'm just trying grandpa. to like
0: make money <laughs> and survive capitalism. Like I don't. The rest is too a little bit too exhausting for me. But um, I do rainbow yeah. washing. Rainbow washing. Um, maybe that's why I hate the flag because of rainbow corporations
1: washing. have ruined it.
0: Yeah, it's like. On one hand, I appreciate corporate America showing their pride. How the issue with rainbow washing is not putting up rainbow flags. The issue with rainbow washing is when you put up a rainbow flag but you donate to charities that fight gay rights. Like it, it it's yeah. like it's a well, marketing ploy, not an actual stance.
1: During Pride month, they donate to specific pride organizations, right? But then all year long, like you said, they donate to other corporations that are against it. So it's like, thanks for the money, but also your mission is off, you know, versus like it would be different if they did all year long. They gave to this one corporation or this charity, but then maybe during Pride Month, they like up their donations. Like we do that. Like we up our annual to the Center for Black Equity, which is a charity that helps black youth, LGBTQIA black youth. And we do 1% annual, but during Pride and Black History Month, we up it a little bit. So I wish more corporations would do something like that, where it's like, this is part of our company. But yeah, we're going to beef it up this month because it's Pride Month, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I get questions all the time like, are we allowed to celebrate in this way? Are we allowed? And the answer is always yes. But is it just for marketing? Mm -hmm. Like, if it's just marketing, which is easy to do, then it's just, it's, then it is rainbow washing. But if yeah. it's intentional like it's part of your mission then it's not rainbow washing at all. And
1: I guess I, I just like, would like to see rainbows like it, like I get during Pride month like we're celebrating so like especially in Chicago there's State Street and it's filled with shops it's right by my apartment. And I love during Pride month walking down because it's just so bright and like I mean it's just beautiful. But it would be really cool to just still see like a glimpse of that all year life. in the world. Yeah, Yeah. like, just more of that, like...
0: I think it is, and this is in, you know, I think there are a lot of pros to some of the rainbow washing. Like, even if it is marketing, it still has an influence slowly Mm -hmm. on the community and different people. I think you just get to a certain point in any minority group when you're like, this is just for show, and it doesn't feel right.
1: I think there's so much canceling in the world that that's why it doesn't feel right that's why it doesn't it used to not bother me but now and and it wouldn't bother me if one business didn't have a flag but one did like and because it's like i was appreciating the support of our community getting support but now it's like you're like like you said when you really do research on what companies are so reporting what you're like what are you doing like i'd rather you just not do anything because it's i don't know it's confusing and it's It feels like you're just trying not to get canceled and deal with the whole process of being canceled. So you're just trying to save ass. And it's like.
0: Save ass. That's actually the motto of pride.
1: (laughs) I was choked on my smoothie. (laughs) Save ass.
0: Save ass. Hashtag 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 save ass. ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: It feels good to be gay and to be able to make jokes like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's my okay. one free pass in life.
1: <laughs> I also love this month because I really enjoy. A lot of people will wait to come out, and I, I just think it's such a beautiful moment. And so, like, I really enjoy celebrating just everyone's little journey. You know, because it's so different. I feel like except for Florida, from when we came out. <laughs> Come out, out of Florida. (laughs) That's possible. I wanted to, I shared this this week on um, Instagram. I was sharing a little bit of my like in salon gay story because the world has changed so much that everything is so fluid and I'm so appreciative for that gender fluidity because when I came out and what's funny is like I'm talking like this was like 30 years ago, but it was like. I don't know how long ago was 19 like 16 years ago like you know like I 19 years old is when I came out and I remember like feminine femmes were a thing but not a thing like I only saw them on the L word and they were like powerhouses so like as a lesbian woman there was so much like oh, you're not gay enough or you'll go back to boys or this is just a phase or something like that. So I remember like just completely chopping all my hair off and I like quit wearing makeup, even though as an artist, I loved doing makeup on people and I loved wearing it and experimenting with it. And I really tried to like completely shed any part of my former self to prove to the world that I was gay. It's so funny because looking back, I have so much more self-love for myself that I love who I am now. Like, and I could care less when people don't think I'm gay um, or are surprised by it. But I remember when the first salon I worked at, imagine my hair. You've seen pictures of it, David. But for those listening, like Miley Cyrus and her Miley Cyrus days that we all recognize are from, like with a little mix I'm of Tegan and more Sarah like Mullet. i
0: Tegan and Sarah Mullet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I had kind of a mohawk, but I had like a mullet too. So it was like a, yeah. a dual thing. And I... Worked at the salon and this was also at a time where, believe it or not, tattoos were still like considered not professional. So like in salons, there was gayness because of the stereotypical gay male hairdresser along with really beautiful straight women. So then to throw a lesbian in there that very much looks like quote unquote your stereotypical lesbian. I, and I had, I'm covered in tattoos. So like. There was not enough makeup or feminine attire that I could wear to make them respect me for my art and craft. So I ultimately ended up getting let go because it was a very high-end salon. The clients were complaining that they didn't like my vibe, they didn't feel like I fit in. They were going to the owner thinking, like, how could you hire someone like that? All based on my looks, not on my talent. And
0: so homophobic.
1: Basically. And they let they let me go around Christmas and they actually paid me money. To leave, which looking back, I'm like, oh, oh I should have sued God. them. <laughs> um, so I got a check, but I was young and broke, and I was like, crap. But I almost quit doing hair completely. Like my mom literally threw me in the car. This happened when I was like 21 years old, and threw me in the car and literally took me salon to salon and made me go inside and because I was so depressed and I was gonna quit right. and she was like you already quit nursing school. Like you're not quitting this. And like threw me into these salons. I ended up getting another job, which then I became really successful at. And then Aveda hired me. And flash forward is that their entire team, David, by the time you and I left Aveda, was trained by you and me. Like their entire team. So the salon that-
0: that people that fired you.
1: mm -hmm, Their entire team had been trained from beauty school and beyond from you and me. And they would come up to me like later and be like, who should I hire? Like like nothing had happened. Like th- things like that. And they just I'm Can so they listen I'm kind to this of, podcast? Okay, I don't even think there's someone open is open anymore. Oh, okay. Um it's not actually because I know who bought them out. Um but oh, okay. <laughs> I'm almost even though there's so still so much work that we have to do in the world, especially around gayness, is I'm also so much more appreciative of our of our community for being more fluid and opening to everyone that is coming out because I can truly just be, like, my femme self and it's okay. Like, no one's judging me for that. And I really love that.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a gay man, I had way more room to, like, experiment because I have a privilege of being a man, right? So I can, like, do whatever I want and people like it. Mm -hmm. And so I had long hair I had short hair I had bleached hair I had blue contacts I had I wore like tight ass clothes I wore mm-hmm. baggy cl- I w- like I was allowed to experiment and no one ever had a problem and it's definitely because I'm a gay man but I know that women whether they're gay or straight in general women even in the beauty industry or they're just judged at like a ridiculous stand I don't even know what the standard is actually anymore and I think that's what's cool is that when we and unachievable. Work- <laughs> Um, But I know that when we work with salon owners, a lot of times people will have issues with the way staff looks. That does not have anything to do with their sexuality. But they're Mm -hmm. just like, they don't dress like everyone else. They don't fit in. And I think maybe 10 years ago, that was like a bad thing. And that's why we had dress codes and everything was enforced in that way. But I think now in like 2022, the only answer is to embrace it hire people that dress differently, look differently, they have a different clientele. To hire everyone that looks the same and dresses the same, first of all, is tacky. And we've seen it. We've seen the salons that all have the same looking people with the same hair and the same extensions and the same... It's like all those things are beautiful individually, but when you put them all together, it just kind of becomes homogenous. And I think hiring people for different reasons and having people that look differently... I have one salon... It's a salon full of, you know, really pretty women, long hair, all kind of look the same. And then they, they hired someone who a little more Billie Eilish, baggy clothes, you know, Love. crazy hair. And there was a moment of like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but it actually ended up being one of the best hires that they had because it just brought a different energy. It opened them up to new clients. And it shifted it from being we all have to be the same to a celebration of a little bit of diversity. Is it like, is it 100% diversity? No. But it allows for that wall to slowly kind of be broken down, which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember like as a gay man in the industry, I had the opposite experience where women would want me to do their hair.
1: You are celebrated.
0: Like, I was celebrated. Almost in like a freakish like... I mean, we get calls like do you have any male hairdressers yeah and like that was okay to ask 10 years ago that is not okay to ask anymore it never was but now we all know it right did i use that to my advantage yeah that's why i was able to make money wherever i went but on the flip side male clients were always a weird moment for me i didn't Mm -hmm. like i felt weird touching straight men i assumed every man was straight i didn't if they were gay i wouldn't have asked or known because I just my gaydar is not on all the time especially working so every man that sat in my chair in my head was straight and in my head straight men don't like gay people and so me touching their hair and their head and all that like and like
1: made you nervous
0: I would get nervous and I would like I remember I would mess up haircuts because I wouldn't want to put my hand on the top of their head and like move it because I didn't want them to feel like I was touching them I don't know I had like weird yeah I would. I just made a lot of assumptions about straight men.
1: Well, I mean, I can also imagine the amount of deaths that we've seen on gay right. men and boys from right the hands of straight men. So I would be terrified as well.
0: Yeah. So there's like a level of like, is he gonna think that I like him because I've. T- I don't know. Like stupid shit that like shouldn't should not be in the thought process of while I'm working. And then as a gay man, I don't know if anyone else out there experiences this, but like if somebody would have me cut their child's hair, I'd had no problem cutting young girls hair. But when a young boy would sit in my chair, my first thought would be to not touch him or look at him because someone might assume because I'm a gay man that I like this child. And now that I'm now it's like pedophilia, like I would go into this like I'm going to go to jail if I touch this kid and I would get I would like sweat. And yeah. I, to this day, I'm 32 and I still have that thought when, like, young kids are around. I'm like, I have to be extra – I have to show all the straight people that it's safe to be around a gay man. hmm And it's, like, a – it's a lot of um,
1: – It's funny because I think the, that's shifted, but I can – like, there's trauma there.
0: I don't think it's shifted. I think – I
1: Shifting.
0: It's shifting. I – so for example my my family in Ireland, American who married an Irish man and when he found out that I was gay, his first thought was like but we let him be around the kids. That's what he mm-hmm. said to his wife. And she's like he's does he's not a pedophile. He's <laughs> a gay man. Like he to him there was no difference. Yeah. And that always messed me up.
1: Yeah. That's when, like, there's trauma there. Like, how can yeah, it not? But I think
0: a lot of, I don't know who's listening, but I think a lot of, if, I think a lot of gay men have this thought, like, how do I keep my hands to myself? Because st- I know straight men don't have that thought. Straight men are touching everybody
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just now getting in trouble for
1: it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but gay men have, like, we live in this world of, like, everyone assumes everything's about sex mm-hmm. with us and that that's, like, what we're... We, i remember like as a kid coming out and my family thinking they didn't care if i dated a man but they couldn't get past the fact that i'd be having sex with a man and i remember telling my parents well i can't get past the fact that you both have sex <laughs> like what no one needs we don't both need to go in that direction why are we talking
1: about each other's sex life like can not i just love who i want to love and do yeah, what and i want yeah and like behind i don't door? need you
0: to think about who i have sex with i would rather you not in general <laughs>
1: God
0: (laughs) It's stupid shit like that I hope that the straight People listening are like laughing But also like yep yep I can understand Like there's just Some ignorance it's still There I know that we're like we're more Woke and we're more aware but Like all those underlying Things are still kind of There and even if they're not there for Everybody else they're there for certain people like me Or like you it's like Being fired for the way that you look Mm -hmm. Is insane
1: yeah it used to really bother me when people were like you don't look gay oh mm. it would it would.
0: I had the opposite I was hurt. like oh you're definitely gay you're definitely gay yeah which also hurt now it's empowering like now yeah. being straight's boring being gay is cool but when someone's like oh yeah you're definitely gay you look gay
1: mm-hmm.
0: I remember kind of thinking like what about me I would like look in the mirror and, like what looks gay like my mannerisms okay and like mm-hmm. then i would try to like fake my manner i would try to be more masculine and
1: i don't that know he's on you too
0: oh my god yeah even and, and you can see it in like the male gay culture of like having to be like ripped and built and mad mm-hmm. like you have to be like being too feminine until recently was a yeah. bad thing and now it's like totally embraced totally different time
1: yeah i also think there's for all of our queer kids listening that are younger, there's something that happens, like, as you get older. Like, well, one, you just stop giving a fuck. But also, <laughs> two, like, I definitely, when I say self-love, I don't want you to feel like, oh, since saying she loves herself wholeheartedly. Like, of course I still have insecurities. Of course I still have moments. But the level of love and respect that I have my, for myself is completely different than when I first came out. And so now when people say things like that to me, like, oh, you don't look gay, and I'm like, I don't, you know, because I look, I look like me. Like, I don't, it, it doesn't bother me anymore.
0: I'm going to start saying you don't look straight.
1: Yeah, you don't look straight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great response. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> weird. You don't look straight. That's weird.
0: Yeah. We both don't look like our sexualities. That's weird. <laughs> That's a strange thing. <laughs> also, we're the first generation, truly, where there's like a lineage now
1: because
0: mm-hmm. you know the aids epidemic wiped out so many people
1: did you know that the numbers for heterosexuals of the aids epidemic is higher than gays now like why wow. aren't straight people on prep why aren't straight men on prep you know right like why is it yeah. just a gay thing like why is aids a gay disease because it's not anymore
0: it's marketing not anymore <laughs> So, the AIDS epidemic wiped out all these people. So, you had a large gap between older gay men who survived and older gay women that survived and younger gay men and women that survived. So, this gap between old people and younger people, there was no lineage of like how to be queer in the world. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And there was more with like the drag community, like they have houses and mothers and like they created their own society. But for a lot of people, it was just, this huge gap. And now that gap doesn't exist. Now there's multiple generations of queer people, which is why there's more, if you look statistically, there's more identifying queer people than ever before. And it's not just because we're more open. That is one reason, but also because there was a whole generation of gay people missing mm-hmm. and that's being filled in. And so it's kind of cool to watch that. Like, cause now I have friends who have young children that identify as queer and they're, way younger than I was when I I came out at 14. They're Mm -hmm. way younger than that. And, like, they go to school and they have these diverse group of friends, straight kids, queer kids.
1: It's just all love. Yeah, it's
0: so interesting. It's so – not that bullying and and homophobia and transphobia and all the phobias, not that those things don't exist anymore, but it is a lot different, thank God, than when I was growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also like not cool to like make fun of people anymore because of cancel culture and all that. So it's just interesting to watch.
1: Yeah. You know, I love that you brought up the missing generation because and not that there wasn't but even, you know, my wife and I are embarking on our pregnancy journey and I was sitting here talking to her and I was like, we now have friends that have kids, but I don't know what it looks like for two women to have a baby like what like I know what straight I've seen parent, it on TV yeah I've seen it on TV and I'm so grateful for social media because I follow so many lesbian parents on TikTok and I'm just watching like and it, it doesn't mean that a lot of lesbian couples weren't adopting or having baby or doing IVF before me but because of lack of technology and lack of social media i don't know what it looks like and not till recently so like i don't know what it i'm, I'm just kind of watching of like how is this navigated how are conversations happening and it, it really is i really hope that i can like pave the way for the next generation to have kids and what that looks like to create some sort of normality so
0: i only know like a few i can only think of a few gay couples that i know that have kids but i know it's more widely accepted and more, con- so it's not weird when I see it, but I just, when I step back, I'm like, it's not as common as media is starting to portray it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you watch TV and it's like gay couples get kids or get, but like when you zoom out back to your life, you're like, oh, I don't, I still don't fully see it. And I live mm-hmm. in New York city and I don't see it a lot of yeah. it. So yeah, there was that missing generation. We didn't get, because that generation gap and because of politics and all that, we d- we didn't get to see an example. So we're kind of, carving that out
1: none of my friends had two moms two dads
0: i only know one person it's two dads and they have two kids one
1: when you were younger
0: no now i know them
1: no, i'm saying when you were younger oh when i was
0: younger no there was no one mm -mm. no there was no one no one that i know of
1: yeah not again not that they weren't out there i just didn't know anyone my aunt's gay my uncle's gay. My cousin's gay. I've got a lot of queer well, people then within you my had, family.
0: You know, the people that survived the the AIDS epidemic, I think, became like, I live with my roommate. Mm. This is my roommate. Yep. And then, like, as time goes on, everyone's like, oh, that's their partner. But, like, we call, we say roommate. We don't talk about or, it. They're friends. Or, like, it's a lot with lesbians. It was. Like, it was, was my, my aunt. aunt. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> my aunt. Well, my aunt, it was my aunt and her friend. This is Aunt Kim and her friend.
0: Yeah. And we all, and we all know that Mm -hmm. Aunt Kim and her friend are together, but we won't, none of us will say it. And also, they won't say it because it's generationally that you just didn't say it. Yeah. So it's just interesting now. And I, it's also, because of having this experience, it's also interesting watching the younger generation go right into the non binary thing. And, you know, just to be completely honest, it's as a person, as part of the alphabet family. I uh, I was proud that I had, I was like, oh, I'm, we're just getting to a place where like gay rights, and you know, then trans rights, and like, but we're going so fast now that like, I'm like, I, now I have to be an ally of my own community that I don't even know.
1: Yeah, fully I feel like how I, to
0: support at all times.
1: Exactly, I feel like I'm constantly educating myself on how to support the community. And like, we're the first two letters. <laughs> we're the first two yeah. letters of the alphabet. We we might as well we're just done. be kicked off and with the straight people like it's not <laughs> you know what I mean? and
0: like, bisexuality came back yes that went away it, that came back
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm, I'm speaking
0: figuratively i know it never went away but
1: in society it did like in
0: society it like went away and i will say as a gay person i don't know if you did this but like bisexuality during our upbringing was like your gateway to just being a homosexual
1: absolutely we were like we know now where this it's is going. not it was a stepping stone. Now it's absolutely not. It's like full-blown identity and I love that.
0: For any straight people out there, I want the reason I wanted to admit that cuz I think a lot of straight people are like I don't fully know or understand the whole thing. I'm a gay man, I don't fully understand the whole thing. I think the point is not that you're going to understand it. It's just that, to be open
1: and to Yeah. I think having know, more conversations, questions and, ask questions, research. Like yeah. I will have friends message me and and be like, "Can I ask you a question?" like and I, I will answer to a point, but I also don't want to just be, like, the gay encyclopedia. Like, I'm, like, here's some links that I found that helped me navigate and, like, or here's a site that's really helpful for education. Like, so I answer them, but I also, like, I'm, like, do your own research, you know, like.
0: Yeah, I never mind when someone asks me. Mm-hmm. But it's usually really simple answers, like,
1: mm-hmm. No. The reason why I do that, too, yeah, and the reason why I do want them to do their own research is because there's just so much more that they'll explore and understand and learn outside of just, like, oh, my one gay friend told me what to say.
0: Yeah, no one does research until they're confronted with something. I mean, no one. It doesn't matter who you are. But I hope that pride is full of pride mm-hmm. for all of our listeners, no matter where you fall on the alphabet, even the straight ones. I hope you laughed. At some of our ignorance and I hope that you also feel not so alone with not knowing everything because we don't know everything ask questions be curious have fun wear glitter also research what pride is all about and where it started that's for everybody
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's not for this podcast we're not a history lesson <laughs> yeah that's all I have
1: happy bride everyone
0: HP <laughs> next time on destroy the hairdresser the podcast how many times do people grab their hair and they hold it between their fingers and they go and they flip the ends they flip the ends and they look at it like a doctor yeah and they tell you they're like look it's split yeah that is okay it's a split end
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's also your hair's natural function to take care of itself